This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Podsauce. I am so excited, mostly... Because Alicia is so freaked out by our next what? guest, we got Where's Trevor Shand here from the Boo Crew podcast, which is all about creepy movies. I'm not here for it. <laughs> Come on, yeah. get with it. Yo, Trevor, have, mind you, like I'm from the south, like I hug, I dab. I haven't given Trevor any energy. It's true. I'm She's not lying. His earring. <laughs> I get when he walked up here. I gave him a handshake, yeah. and she was like, "Hi." Yeah. I don't even know she said hi, actually, now. really. I, I feel like there's an apparition <laughs> going to jump from you uh, to him. Like, oh, hi, Trevor. Hey. <laughs> nice to meet you. Odyssey family. Thank right. you for taking some time Hey, out. no problem. Thanks for having me. Man, listen. So, first things first. What... First things first, Alicia wore a cross today. Yeah, I you noticed that. In. I did notice that. Just in case it starts <laughs> getting real weird, <laughs> I'm warning it off. Why? Why, Trevor? In your spare time? This, is yeah. This, is this yeah. what we're I doing? I mean, it's the, uh, horror and everything associated with it is not only a spare time thing. It's really... Mm. It's, your, it's a it's, lifestyle Yeah, it you. really is a lifestyle. It's a movement. Yeah, it pretty well is. From wall to wall in the house when you walk in, I have four kids. Everyone's immersed in the art oh and uh, <laughs> lifestyle of, of horror and yeah. haunted things and things like that. I've just been fascinated with it. I think because it was a forbidden fruit when I was growing up. I wasn't really allowed to watch horror films. My dad, it was something my dad would go downstairs where they'd have his own little TV room and he'd be watching horror movies. And yeah. it was kind of like, you leave the basement door closed, don't come down, I'm watching a scary movie. Mm -hmm. And then when I got old enough to experience you it myself, I dived in. Yeah. I was upset. I got obsessed. Like, what is he doing behind that? So, door? what what does your house look like then? If you say wall to wall horror. Like, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah. Well, as soon as you walk in the house, uh, we wrapped it all in, in old wood paneling and, and wallpaper, like Victorian printed wallpaper, and then started collecting props, screen used props from horror films that we love. Also, fantasy films. There's a lot of life size statues when you walk in the house. There's uh, a life size Voldemort and Harry Potter having a wand <laughs> battle. As soon as you walk in, and then you look up and we have all the, uh, the costumes from the movie Shaun of the Dead, a zombie yeah, comedy that cool. came out. That sounds um, awesome. All kind of set up. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, the dining room table. That, there's no room for anyone to eat because there's a prosthetic leg from a horror movie oh that was amputated gosh. in an old sandbox and the dollhouse from uh, Ari Aster's 2018 film Hereditary sitting in the middle of the dining room yeah. table. Uh, Rick Baker zombies everywhere that so we were Halloween able to accu is, accumulate. Is, your house is the spot. 
it's it's, it's literally That's always Halloween over here. It's sure. always Halloween. You know what's funny? I wasn't always this way. Okay, so don't bring your judgment over here. I saw it in your eye. I, I, I want, I'm curious to know if you really know this. Rawhead Rex. Do you remember that movie? I do remember it, yes. Mad, dusty, old. Yeah. But that was one of my first, like, experiences. That's quite the first experience, too. For sure. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula was the one that kept me up at night, though. Wow. What was the first horror film that kept you up at night? Because for me, it was Bram Stoker's Dracula. I wasn't, I wasn't even bothered by Rawhead Rex. Sure. I mean, we've watched it so much, my mother and my dad burned the VHS. <laughs> a VHS, kids, is the format that we yeah, used right? to watch <laughs> movies on before. What was, it, what was it for you? Nightmare on Elm Street, part three. Really? Yeah, very first exposure to Freddy Krueger in that whole world because he is really the perfect villain. You cannot escape Freddy Krueger. Everybody's got to sleep, right? I think and as a kid, you know, anything's possible in your dreams, so that freaked me out. And but, that was really the first one I saw. But that third one right there, though, wasn't that the one where they all had, like, special Superpowers powers? Superpowers, and they fight against him. I think that was the only reason that I could actually <laughs> deal with it, together, right? Man. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, that particular one, is the one that actually made it possible for me to get through some horror films because that one was hilarious. Sure, yeah. Which, which I'm going to bring it back to the recent episode that you guys talked to the the creator of Saw. Yes. Because, about bringing the elements of comedy in because I know it's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, and Chris and, Rock. Uh, Chris Rock. Yeah. Because when Freddie said, "Lego this, uh, Lego my ego," or "Karate <laughs> chop this," I hollered. <laughs> Getting with the one-two snap? Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> so I do think that there is something to say about bringing the element of comedy sure. into horror so For that you can sure. make well, it more Well, your adrenaline's already going up, and you add that element of funny, it's just it, complimentary. It, just, it also just makes it more palatable for the scaredy yeah. cats. Like me. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure, for sure. That's again that that comedy tempered my gateway experience into it, mm. and that I leaned towards that when I got into it. Films like Evil Dead, you know, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, things like that. Mm -hmm. When you add that element of comedy, it just it, it goes down a little easier. But then after a while, <laughs> you crave some of that darker stuff. At least no, I did anyway. You crave I, yeah. I, anything that <laughs> made me a part of that like, no, you know, the fact that I could see a movie in like Elm Street Three and I couldn't get it out of my head. Yeah. And there wasn't anything I'd really seen before that, you know, a comedy film or something like that. You know, the effects wore off after a while, but s stuff like that just lived inside of me. And when you're sitting in the, you know, in your room in the, at night and you got to get up and go to the bathroom and everything's All dark. All right, Trevor, we're done. Stuff replays <laughs> in your head, though, right? We were laughing so hard this morning because we were both checked out your podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were going through the titles to figure out, like, oh, which, which one's going to catch my attention? Sure. And, and everyone, we were both like, nope, nope, no demons, no spirits. <laughs> Nope, nope. <laughs> I was like, Darren, uh, director. Oh, so look at that, that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I know Saw because Saw was one of those mm -hmm. movies that, like, I watched the first maybe four, and then I realized, like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> like, why, why am I actively freaked out and, like, my heart feels like it's going to escape my body? I'm like, I got to be done with this. And so Saw was kind of like, the Saw franchise was kind of like my last big movies, and I was like, I can't do this to myself anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know how you put yourself through these movies, because they freak me out. What is it for? Is it the suspense? Because it is funny that Dak said that, because we, we died laughing because we both were like, that's the one I listened to, too. But it was such a beautiful episode to, to, to check out. Oh, and thank I'm you. For, like, sh dead at, oh. <laughs> for real. <laughs> 
for real. We'll edit that out. But just because when you listen, when, when you guys were talking about all the different elements of, you know, the resounding theme at the end of, of Saul, right? Because we all have family had those, first, right? Yeah, family yeah, first, right. but also like, does the dirty bird ever get their day? Because it seems like karma is just hitting snooze button when bad people are out here doing their their tomfoolery. Right. Mm -hmm. But you have someone, I think it was the director who was speaking about, like, uh, they had a family member who had cancer and they were going yeah, through that's right. both, yeah. their, both his parents. Wasn't Darren it? Bowsman, yeah. yeah, yeah, had a parent with cancer. Yeah, yeah. as he was going through the first month. Yeah, uh, what I find that horror really does a good job at is reflecting things like social issues and doing it through a lens that makes uh, helps you meditate on it even that more because it's a visceral experience and you're reacting to the things on screen and again because it's living in your head over and over again by the the attack that it that it delivers the message mm -hmm. you really walk away with it at least I do with the, just a higher appreciation for whatever the you know like Dawn of the Dead is all about consumerism for instance or you know what I mean there's yeah. there's there's so many things layered in all these you know Jennifer's body for instance one of my favorites yeah. was one of the earliest purveyors of kind of like the Me Too movement yeah. and uh, it's just a really powerful way of expressing those themes through this lens death becomes her vanity right there you go right seriously like though Alicia. No, death becomes her is great I love that movie yeah 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 is there any movie that you get into that you start watching like this is even intense for me yeah have you and your wife ever looked at each other and like we've gone too far you know usually she'll back out before i do mm -hmm. i'll stay on the ride there are movies like that though that i've had a real hard time with and that honestly have spooked me for a long long time mostly involving paranormal stuff yes yeah, par paranormal <laughs> stuff and uh demonic stuff yep. Because there's so much. It's a mind game, then. And there's beyond. so much yep. evidence but, but of that. It's a very gray area, that's right? What I, no, Catholic it's not church, gray. The Catholic Church be yeah. believes it's in a lot of this real. stuff, right? Like yes. the Vatican is actively training exorcists right now. That's the story ripped right from Angie, the headlines. What did I tell y'all while we were going? It's a live set, so oh, everyone's yeah, yeah. in play. Cool, good. And I, I literally said, I said that's the thing that kind of like really creeps me out when it comes to. I can watch. Murder, kill, kill, right? Yeah. Like, I can do Saw, I can do Hostel, Teristas, even though I know that they're probably some cuckoo juku somewhere paying top dollar to knock off some people. Okay, cool. Not cool, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But when it comes, not, not okay, just so we're clear. It's the demonic and the spirits, mm -hmm. because I've had those encounters. I've had a ghost knock, hit me on my knee. You know, I had a bad spirit in my house from a girlfriend that's no longer a girlfriend, should I say. And she bought a bad demon, in, a tormenting <laughs> sure, spirit. And sure, sure. Don't laugh at me. No, you what I know me. is like, we, I talked to Alicia and she's like, listen, the only spirit allowed in my house is Granny who is going to get me a man. Oh, <laughs> talk about it. That is the only spirit allowed in my <laughs> Have you ever had a situation like that in your home after doing a podcast where you and your wife were like, was that you or was that me? I've never had anything like that, mm -hmm. fortunately. Mm -hmm. um, the closest, the closest guest we've had on, that kind of gave us a borderline experience of that. Well, we had a an exorcist come in. You see what oh. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. A, a woman named R. H. Stavis, and no, she wrote Trevor. a book, and uh, it was uh, it was an intense experience. And what she did was, she say? She the thing I was worried about most is because she has this gift of being able to see demonic attachment. So she can look at a person and she can tell if. I'm out. And I did not. And I did not. I 
do not want to. Yeah, I was worried that hey, if I got something attached. Look at that. You know, or if she, if she just said, if she just said I had something attached, I, then I'd be I'd be thinking about it nonstop. I'd be yeah. a wreck. Yeah. So I was just hoping, man, if she's what gonna she say, say whether you believe it or not, if she's gonna say anything, and she didn't. She expressed one of the first things she said in the interview is that she only does that if she's asked specifically. Did you ask her? I did not. No way. You no got way. a demon on I believe in that stuff way too much. To, <laughs> you got a demon on your back. Yeah. You got a backpack. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. No one of my favorite. There, there's a podcast that that I listen to called Spooked. Ooh. I don't think you could take it. I'm not. <laughs> but it's great. Now, it, the thing is, it's like five seasons in right now, but it's firsthand experiences of the paranormal told by the people who went through it. No. My gateway was through an episode called The Perfect Tenant, okay? If you're watching this, you got to check this out. So it's this guy, Stephen Lachance, and it's the most one of the most documented demonic house possession stories, maybe in history, but it's not really talked about that much. The Catholic Church went and investigated it. 156 page document by the Catholic Church saying that this house is infested with demons. Nope. And that's from the Catholic Church. So this guy goes on the podcast and basically they bring his story to life through his voice and his words and through the power of sound. Um, yeah, but that's. Why would they not be like, and burn it down? Why are people still renting? Apparently, there's the, the story still happened to this day, uh, as the last I've heard. But Has this yeah. person. Or anyone attached to this been on your show? Not yet. Not yet. We've tried uh, to get a couple people on. This will be your last time here. Right? <laughs> so, well, the interesting thing is we tried, to get, we tried to get some people on, and then stuff happens where the episode doesn't, you know, isn't able to be recorded. I'm just let you know, we're doing sage around here after you leave. We're making sure there's nothing. You didn't bring anything. In. Have you ever had Zach Baggins on? You know what? That's another one that we've we've been talking about doing. That's that's another you know thing. Zach Baggins? I know exactly. Zach Baggins got what he's been doing. Yeah, is slowly accumulating over time the world's most haunted and notorious objects he and putting little, them that all little, in that, one. That, that, that kabuki thingy, right, with the little um, from the Amity House. I believe he does. Yeah. He's got different things from demonic possession cases. He recently just bought, was it uh, James Dean's part of the Axel? And he's got man, his man car, that, you know, his too. possessed car, and he's yeah. got all this stuff in this one place. And uh, the Demon House, he, he, Zach Baggins made a documentary film that we often talk about on the show because we're, I'm terrified of watching it. He made a documentary of a haunted house case. This is insane. So he heard about the case, was so infatuated with it that he bought the house sight unseen, went out there with a documentary crew, stayed there, and filmed what happened. Now, the case that brought him out there was because uh, a child who was there was seen literally by police. I think, uh, I forget who, like CPS workers, I don't know who it was, but it's well documented they saw the child walk up a wall. Well, that's all the time we onto have for the ceiling, oh, uh, Onto gonna the head ceiling out of here. and flip over. <laughs> oh my and this God. is all documented by many people. What? So that's, and he said, let me get that my story, things I guess, and go happened, save the night. So the documentary comes with a warning at the beginning that what you're seeing, they, they, there might be evidence that there could be demonic transference uh, digitally. To like, to you? Yeah, by watching Did and you, you watch assume it? any risk by seeing it. In fact, when they were cutting the documentary, things were shutting down Trevor, with their did you technical watch equipment. The no, no okay, way, no way. But we often talk about it. Well, uh, one of the hosts on our show, uh, Leo, he he actually 
had the guts to watch it. I don't know how, There's but he said it was terrifying. Head. And then when we've talked about it, we've had listeners who've gone and seen it, and they say they were sw cold sweats during it. They had to turn it off. All sorts what of weird stuff. So I don't know if it's a place I want to venture. Uh, but oh, you have fascinating. Trevor has a fascinating, though. Still fascinating. <laughs> so Zach has all this stuff in a museum, and you have yeah. to sign a waiver, and he's got the staircase from the demon house. They destroyed it. They ended up destroying the house. Oh, and he brought parts of the house to this, this the museum. The is still there, And sir. people at the museum are having, uh, they had to shut the museum down because someone like passed out underneath where they store, uh, I think it was a rocking chair or something from uh, like the case that The Conjuring 3 was based on, The Devil Made Me Do It, where uh, demonic possession was used in a murder defense trial. Trevor, uh, you know what I can yeah. guarantee you? There isn't one black person. <laughs> Not one black person. <laughs> Who is going to Zach, Zach Baggins, Biggins, Frodo, none of that. The We're not way, doing it. I love that the entire time you're talking, if you guys go back on the tape, Alicia is clutching. <laughs> right, right. Clutching. That's so funny. And, so, and, and you're, you are so, like, beautiful in how you tell a story that I'm enthralled. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm convinced there's a demon on your back. That's so and funny. And I wanted to stay over there. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> Clutching my cross. Like. You know, that's the fun thing also about doing the show is because we reach out to not only people who are passionate about mm -hmm. the horror genre, but really everybody you talk to has some sort of experience with horror or, you know, haunted or the paranormal, something like that. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have a favorite horror movie, there's usually a reason. That's pretty interesting why you don't, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or if you, if that's not your thing, you know, you've had a paranormal experience. For instance, Megan Fox, right? We had her on the show. Ooh, not a fan of horror at all. But the reason being, she was raised in a Pentecostal church. Her she father used to perform, stuff, well, yeah. her father used to perform exorcisms and she you know, grew up seeing that stuff and people speaking in tongues and all that stuff. So that was an interesting, you know, she's been in horror movies, so we'll yeah. talk about that. And then, well, why don't you watch horror movies? Is there a reason? So what was that separation for her? Because as an actor, that's a genre I will not right? do. Don't bother calling me to do the horror film, unless it's like a saw, because I don't, is, is it fair to consider is Saw or Hostels or Teresa's movies like along that's more like the seven, like murder, kill, kill, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. obviously the music is heightened and the atmosphere is creepy. Stop looking at me like that. You're <laughs> creeping me out. <laughs> Cut it out. Um, is that considered like horror per se or is that more suspense thriller? I consider it all horror adjacent. Okay. You know, I consider uh, anything with... Any kind of hint of dark fantasy, like Tim Burton films, I consider it canon really? in the genre. Yeah, anything, anything. I guess dark art, dark fantasy, kind of goes, okay. you know, alongside it. And that's actually how we choose, how we've been kind of actively, as the show's been growing, trying to make it grow further by choosing guests based on looking at the Instagram profiles uh -huh. of who our audience member is, who do they follow, mm -hmm. and kind of going after those guests and bringing in things that are horror adjacent. And a lot of these people, it, it's wild, the kind of target demo, they love Disneyland. Almost all, all of them love Disneyland, happy. right? Yeah. They're, they're usually ha they usually have an Etsy shop or they're a visual artist or they love listening to true crime podcasts and things like that. So we started incorporating all that, but it's all, to me, it's all kind of canon. And the dark you're a big Disney fantasy. fan too, right? Huge, huge, yeah. So big funny. part of the house is dedicated That's to so Disney. That's so funny, the yin and the yang of it. Like you spend so much time, like I'm not necessarily saying that 
you know, horror is dark, but you know, like you said, the, the dark art of it. Yeah, but yeah. then, uh, the happiest place on earth, right, you gotta ease on right. down that road. Yeah. But are you like Disney Disney or like Haunted Mansion at Disney? All of it, really. All of it. I mean, I, my first, I was drawn into the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean just because it's Love like, it. it's like crawling Fantasy. into someone's dream, you know? Yeah. It's something that was impossible, it was created. And I think also that's why I gravitate to horror and fantasy and dark art a lot because you know in horror movies a lot of the time they don't have as big a budget as some of these other you know big films like a marvel superhero film or something like that so they have to get really creative when it comes to bringing these stories to life that's inspiring to see you know and to make a buttload of money right because you know, it's true right not a lot of output yeah films like the, the blair witch project mm -hmm. and the first paranormal yeah. activity done mm -hmm. for nothing that show you the power of good storytelling and, and what you can do on a modest budget and it's just really changed the, I mean gosh now it's such a huge genre <laughs> like right now when this is being recorded cinemas are slowly starting to open back up yeah. and it's horror that is really AMC ushering people back in right? that. that's right <laughs> quiet place 2 and spiral and the yeah. conjuring 3 are the movies that really everybody's talking about right now so that's it's, what it's we were talking about because uh, angie was talking to us about that uh, the promo of the kid who's like getting sucked under on the in the water, the water bed. bed yeah i yeah. had no idea we were talking about the same promo because i was like i don't know but there's this one promo that's out right now that's mad creepy <laughs> i think it's the conjuring and yep. I, I messed up one time and i saw it through because of the leads I'm like oh I like their works and then the moment I started hearing whispers of Satan himself I'm like yeah. no. <laughs> no, no, no and so she was like oh that's the one I'm talking about but yeah. so what podcast do you listen to to bring you into a happy place because I know spooked gets you spooked but yes. is that the name of it spooked? yeah that spooked right? yeah that's right I, I mean I have, as I said I have a passion for collecting things from movies and mm -hmm. TV shows that I love yeah. so there's a prop podcast that I like called prop history and are they just talking about what they're finding or what's available? Or That's what? part of it. A lot of the things, they'll spend episodes just talking about like 1982's John Carpenter's The Thing, which had a lot of practical effects and it was kind of the birthplace of a lot of what they're doing in modern horror films by making things look grotesque and, and real. And uh, they just have, will have guests on from some of these things or, or places that sell or that go and hunt for remnants of film and TV and put them in auctions and I love listening to that because that, like really that's probably my biggest hobby I'm obsessed with that I do I really like the prop thing and like behind the scenes of yeah, movies yeah. so, so when you were talking to Darren the other day on, yeah. on the podcast I liked him revealing the wall behind like Oh, when we were doing a spiral, that it was forced perspective, and that them being inside yeah, the right. subway tunnel the wasn't really that. a subway tunnel, and it was actually if you step back three feet, he would have hit the wall. Yeah, like that stuff to me that is movie so magic stuff is fascinating, fascinating. and, and so. the ability when you are able to hold a screen use prop, and sometimes you'll see the trick, the illusion, yeah. like. Right now, there's an auction coming up, and they're selling a pair of Hugh Jackman uh, Wolverine claws, mm -hmm. right? Fast. And you see the trick oh. behind him, My and it's so simple. Basically, these claws that look like they're coming out of his knuckles, all he's doing is holding a pad. They're attached to this pad, and when he's palming the claws like yep. that, it looks like they're in his skin, but they're literally just a handle that he's holding in each thing. It's not even put on digitally. It's a great old-school, oh you know, sleight-of-hand magic trick, and it's just awesome. What did you I say that, that what name of that podcast was? 
Prop history. Prop, prop history. Yeah. It's so yeah, funny because I do think that that's where you and I finally have found our sweet spot, right. Trevor. It's just the imagination uh, of horror because they yeah. do have to dig a little deep because, like yes. you said, the budget isn't there. And I think probably too that's what adds to the heightened sensationalism of it all because you, the the viewer, adds their imagination. We go a little deeper. Yeah. Well, could that actually happen? Is that real? Because of movie magic, it right. takes the atmosphere yeah. that that could happen. And that's what we've what we've actually built. Uh, kind of when we started the podcast, the whole idea was to build it into an experience. Because you know, obviously, this past year we haven't had you know any, any impersonal guests, yeah. right? But when we started, we had people coming over to the house, and uh, we would get a guest, book a guest, see who we get, we shoot for the moon. One of our first guests was Danny Elfman. Whoa. We still don't know. Uh, composer, right? Yeah, you know, huge. Boingo Boingo was the band huge. that kind of Oingo, changed Boingo? music for, yeah, yeah. for uh, forever. Did I say that right? Yeah, Boingo Boingo, yeah. And he went on and, you know, created the music for, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas and countless. So he's probably one of the most. You're draw getting Megan Fox on your podcast. Right. Doing pretty well. He's a composer? So, so yeah, yeah, composer. So we had him uh, come to the house and... It's funny because you know we don't tell anybody it's at a house. They just show up at this address. And is it your is it house? Your and house? it's my house. And they get a little freaked out. You know, yeah. they go and say, "Where am I at a house?" Open the door, and it was kind of like a psychological experiment to see who we could get over, and then watch their faces as they see all this. Do you stuff. videotape that process? We haven't have started to. doing it. We you we just to. got we got yeah. a TV show during the pandemic, and it's oh, all been through you. Zoom. Yeah. Though. It's all been through Zoom. We haven't had the, you know, the opportunity to film anyone actually going through the thing. And then the studio itself, we, we got a panic room company to help us build the studio. And they basically took a, a wall and we burrowed a hole through the wall and they built this electromagnetic bookcase that's triggered by a, a book and it's got a piece of mercury inside and when the mercury tilts so when you tilt the book it triggers all these electromagnets and the bookcase opens and you are in this Yo, uh, Victorian okay. era recording okay. studio. I now want to come over and see. Please come. I'm yeah. like trap doors you got right. Yeah, trap doors. So I've always dreamed about doing that so the whole thing was just kind of like an extension of that dream. So we've really kind of built the house and the studio and the podcast as it's just kind of um god to really dive into the spirit of imagination oh and dreaming god. i love being around that stuff it's inspiring tell the wife i'm coming over <laughs> Please i'm bringing, do. I'm bringing the sage <laughs> i am bringing sage just in case. i'll tell you as dark as it gets the very first prop screen use prop that we got was the the notebook from the movie the notebook oh. So oh. it, it goes it goes that way yeah. as well. You set the atmosphere it goes that way as well. You, yeah. The, yeah. you have the actual notebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aww. That's yeah. cool. Well, I have it. You're already married. <laughs> I need to bring that kind of, I need to bring that love into, that into my life. An home. amazing prop to have. It is That's really, cool. really cool. Yeah, we just recently we just got uh, one of Ryan Gosling's main costumes from that movie as yeah. well, screen matched, and we're stoked to have okay, that. Okay, we're coming over. Let's go yeah. Yeah. at your house. It's not just horror, you know, it's just that there's a big component of it for sure. We'll start with the horror, just so I can get the <laughs> yeah, sour, yeah. and then I want to end. We'll get the, as the sweet as it gets. The that's notebook. it. Yeah. Oh, that's the sweet as it gets. Stop, you say. Cool. Man, Trevor, your life is fascinating. I love. I, I'm telling you, we're coming over. Please Whether do. you're inviting us yeah. or not, we're coming over to check out Please the studio, do. the trap door, the notebook, the whole thing. Um, for people that want to check out your podcast, the Boo Crew podcast, it is on the Odyssey app yes, or wherever you find he your podcast. Yeah. He is Odyssey family, straight Odyssey family. So this is been the longest interview that we've had as oh, you can tell. And to say that I was 
I was saging the atmosphere before you even got in here, and but I'm enthralled. That's I mean, you awesome. are a phenomenal yeah. talent. Hey. I mean, I'm just like, yes. Thank you. You better, you just, better sell that horror. And to let you know, too, sell we, it. I started another podcast that's coming out. We just got put on a network as well called The Bleeder's Digest, and that is bringing original horror stories to life. Oh, so that's dope. been a new project. So using theater of the mind and really getting your imagination Oh, audibly. Into it. Audibly. Cool. I won't be checking that out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you a it's lot of luck. Pretty intense, exactly. Send it into you. Send it into you. You and that demon on your own. Right, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Trevor. Hey, thank you. You guys don't go anywhere. This is Pot Sauce. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.